0: assalamu alaikum and welcome to this arabic student companion to the quran it is my intention for us to complete the entire quran in this series but of course we're going to begin with al-fatihah, the literally the opener al-fatihah, of the quran so in each of these episodes i'd like to complete maybe half a page of the quran depending on sort of how much grammar and vocabulary needs to be learnt. and every week we'll have an episode maybe we'll do more if it's very popular we can speed up the process and maybe do two episodes a week. But what i like to do is go through the entire Qur'an So, of course, we'll begin with Al-Fatiha. And in this series, I'll simply go through uh, whatever passage uh, there is at hand and I'll explain it from an Arabic language student's perspective. So this isn't a tafsir. This isn't, you know, me deducing rulings. This isn't, um, this isn't a fiqh class. This is from an Arabic language perspective. The vocabulary, the grammar, and things like that that we'll go over inshallah. So, so what is this? What is this passage? So, of course, we begin our recitation of the Quran with A'udhu Of course, that isn't one of the ayat. Um, we we seek refuge with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala from ash-Shaytan from the accursed Shaytan, the cast out Shaytan, perhaps. So, the first ayah is "Bismillahi al-Rahman So, we have "B" ism here. Bi-ism, with the ism. Bi is often translated as with, but I, I like by. By the ism. In English, we say in the name of, and I don't really like that because it's not really in anything. Like, you wouldn't use the preposition fi in Arabic for that. But um, anyway, bi, by, or by means of. The name of Allah. This is in a, what we call an Adafa construction. By the name of Allah. And ism, as I say, is a name. It's also a grammatical term that we use for... Um, for a whole group of words, a group in English, words like um, adjectives, nouns, even adverbs, uh, words like that, um, they are all, we call asma, they are each an ism. So by the ism of Allah, bismillah, there's lots of kasras in this, we have bismi, because the word that comes after a preposition, in this case bi, will have a kasra on the end, it will be the case of majroor. Bismillah, bismillah in the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahman, and Ar-Rahim. These two words are translated in different ways in different translations. Um, A modern one that I read read recently, uh, Musharraf Hussain's translation, just translates these as the kind and the caring. Of course, there's other words for kind, caring, Latif, and and others. Um, But we could say Ar-Rahman, the most compassionate, Ar-Rahim, the most merciful. That's sort of a more um, classical translation of those two terms. All of them, have kasras on the end. All of them do, because they're all in agreement with Allah, Bismillahi, in the name of Allah, in the the name of the most compassionate and most merciful Allah, right? Because they all kind of agree in in gender and definiteness and and number. They're all al, and with kasras on the end, ar-Rahman, ar-Rahim. Good, although um, there's probably a discussion, actually, as whether these are sifat, they are descriptions, or whether these are badal. Potential exchanges with Allah. But because perhaps we could say, Bismir Rahman, in the name of the Rahman, or Bismir Rahim, in the name of Ar Rahim. Right? Um, often, when you have kind of things you could exchange, this is something called Bedel in Arabic. Um, but there's often, it, with many things, there's a discussion as to whether something is a sifa or something is Badal. Anyway, I digress. Maybe I'll, I'll read through the rest of the um, the, the surah, although I'm sure it's one that you, you all know anyway, before I um, before I do the breakdown. So after Bismillahir Rahman Rahim, it is rabbil Lameen, Al-Rahman Rahim, Maliki yawmid E kan Arbudu wa iyyaka canestaen, ihidina al-sirat al mustaqim al alina an'amta alayhim غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِينَ um, Saying ameen isn't actually one of the ayat, and it's not actually in the mushaf at all. The ameen is something only required in the salah. So anyway, from an Arabic language perspective, I kind of wish actually I'd said the harakah on the end of each one of the ayat. That's how they teach you here in Somalia, when, they te- when like my children are being taught surat al-fatiha here. They were, they were taught, أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ they were taught it like that. I thought it was quite nice. So, Alhamdul. Alhamdul. Hamd means praise. Alhamdul. When you put Al at the beginning of a word in Arabic like this, you're kind of turning it into the concept of that thing sometimes. Like um, if we're to talk about al love, or Al-Hayat, life, al death you're talking about the concept of that thing it's not just saying it's kind of a death or a life or a love it's the, the hamd the praise is lillahi the praise is due to allah as in hamd the concept of hamd hamd inherently is due to allah who is allah rabbil alamin again there's a there's a debate whether this is a sifa or badal whether it is um uh, whether rabb is a sifa of allahhi um but in any case rabb is Lord of Al-A'lamina. Again, this is an Idafa construction. This is Rabbil al Lord of the Al-A'lamin. is the world. An ayalam, alam not to be confused with Alim, an Alim with a Kasra on the Lam, is a knowledgeable person um, or a scholar. But ayalam alam means a world. alam plural of which, alamuna But in this case, alamina because it is Majroor, because it is Mudafilahi. So all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Al Rahman al Rahim. Again, we have these two um, two terms as well to, to give more description to the Rabb, Give description to the Rabbul Alameen, or Rabbil Alamin in this case. The most compassionate, the most merciful. Maliki Deen. So the king of the day of the Deen. Okay. So this is like an extended adhafah in a way. It's the something of the something of the something. The Maliki. Maliki. Why, why does Maliki have a kasra as well? It's all kind of following on from the li before. Alhamdu lillahi. Alhamdu lirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdu limaliki yawmiddin. It's all as if that was in the place of Allah, right? Um, in alhamdu The li is kind of um, applied to, to later words because we're, we're giving all praise to that one. Meliki. There's obviously some uh, people who well, not some, many, many people from West Africa don't recite this as Melek, the possessor. Uh, they recite this as Melik, as in the king. But they both mean really the same thing. The verb Meleke uh, means to own, and a Melek is an owner, um, or a Melek is a king. But when you say Melekiyomidin, or Melekiyomidin, the, the meaning is essentially the same. But uh, there are two perfectly fine recitations, it's just um, our brothers and sisters who recite in the style of Warsh, mostly from West Africa, they tend to say Meliki Yomiddeen, whereas um, people who recite in the Hafs style, which I, th- I think is the majority of the Ummah. Um, well, actually, I don't want to speak out of turn, actually, I'm not too sure on that. But, um, but anyway, most of us will have heard Meliki Yomiddeen, the owner of the Yom, of the day, of the Deen. There's a few different terms used in the Quran for that day, for the final day, for the day of judgment, day of resurrection, day of reckon, reckoning. And like we have multiple terms in English, we also have Yom al Qiyamah, Yom al Baath, Yom Din. And the deen one is to do with the term Dain, meaning a, meaning a debt. It's the day when kind of the moral debts will be paid, uh, as it were. It's not not really the day of religion. I mean, it is as well, but um, but it, it comes from the term dain, meaning like a it's the day when the debts are repaid, you know. You will be paid back in full, or you will have to pay in full. Very nice. Okay, this next bit's really useful. So, إِيَّا كَنَعْبُودُ وِيَّا كَنَسْتَعِينُ We always have an interesting um, lesson um, Arabic Unlocked when we teach this, this إِيَّا word, because we've heard it in many places. Okay, so what is إِيَّا's job? إِيَّا's job is when we want an object pronoun before a verb. So that's tricky. For a reason okay, because object pronouns are connecting pronouns, they are they are connecting pronouns. So we would normally say, نعبدuka, We worship you, and we seek your help. Okay, we seek help you, and we worship you. But what if we want to put the at the beginning because it's connected? We can't just use it as a standalone word, we can't say. So one of Iyyah's jobs, it's not the only use of the word Iyyah in Arabic, but it's one of Iyyah's jobs. We say, na'budu. It is you that we worship. Wa nasta'inu. And then, you know, ka obviously referring to Allah, you. Uh, we're speaking to Allah directly here. Na'budu, we worship from the verb عبد, He worshipped. Ya'budu, uh, he worships in the present. Na'budu, we worship. And then nasta'inu is from the verb ista'ana. yasta'inu meaning to seek out to seek help yes very nice okay we'll move it on inshallah i don't want my camera to run off battery keeping an eye on it's uh, on this battery anyway so from the verb um guide us what the surat. surat is a word for a path okay surat is a word that i've actually never seen outside of the quran and I even remember one of my teachers even telling me it's only a word found in the Qur'an, Sirata. But it's kind of interesting that it doesn't say, al-Mustaqim." It's just, guide us the surat al mustaqim Don't guide us upon it or to it or through it. Guide us the straight path, which leaves it more open. It's not just being guided to it. It's not just being guided upon it, but it's all of those things. al-Mustaqim. So, um... Yeah, so, um, yeah, This, this is actually a That's like a, um, it's just like a phrase, right? It's a they, Those two words agree in definiteness, gender, number, and case. So, um, guide us of the straight path, not the path of straightness or anything like that. Guide us What else about this path? سِّرَاطَ The path... Of who? Okay, this is actually there's not a sign of it. If it was normally when we're saying the path of the men, for example, we'd say surat al rijali, for example, if that were the case here, um, but it's not. We have al and al meaning those who um, is a word which is mebni. You know, it doesn't express its case by changing its vowels at all. So the path of those who surat al-ladina, although al is like, is the mudaf lehi here? Like, it is the possessor of the salat, but, um, but we don't see any clues of that in the word levina. Those who an'amta alayhim, from the uh, Form 4 verb actually anama, meaning to bestow blessings. Of course, we have the word ni'mah, ni'matun, the plural ni'am, which means a blessing. But then we have this verb an'amah, meaning to bless upon somebody. Okay, so an'amta, you blessed alayhim, upon them. Reid is a really useful word, actually, meaning not, not or other than. Reid al not the Mardubi. Men al who is the Mardubi? Mardubi is the ism nafirul, what we call the passive participle from the verb رضى, رضيبى, يضبى, meaning to uh, be angry. Al-Mardubi are those who have the Mardubi alayhim rather are those who have incurred anger upon them the غضيبة means to be angry. is have, has incurred anger him upon them. عليهم, those who have incurred anger upon them. ولا ضالين, and neither. ولا, and no, the ضالين either. We don't want to be either of those groups. The ضالين, there is actually a verb, dhalla um, and this is the ism fa'il of that ضال, um in the singular. There's another plural I think actually, al But so we use Da here. Um yeah, it kind of r- it rhymes with like mustakim and nastain and ad addeen and those words as well. So it fits from a um from a poetic standpoint as well. But yes, Allah. Some of the Mulfesiren, um I can't I can't think of a explicit hadith that refers to this, but I know that it's in the books of tafsir though. That refer to al al being a reference to the maghdubi being the Jews specifically, and the dallin. Sorry, I didn't even explain what that is. The um, verb in the form one means to be astray. So al dallin are the, those who are astray. So yeah, referring to the maghdubi Alihim, being the Jews and the dallin being the Christians, because even we can see today, subhanallah, like there. Um, all all love and respect to to, to our our Jewish and our Christian um, cousins. And they're they're very, very close to us in many ways, despite the politics. Um, The the, the Muslims should always sort of extend their kindness to to the Jews and the Christians. But from a a theological standpoint, if we look at them, the Jews, they're, they're not necessarily like people who are astray because they actually have very firm grip on their scripture. Like you find Christians, who like Jews rather, who have very firm grip on on their scripture and on their rulings and things like that, and and and, and are willing to adhere to them. But then the Christians are, are people who perhaps don't. And, and if you look at the Christians in general, of course, there are lots of Christians who take the scripture very seriously, but if we were to think of them as their separate ummah, a separate ummah, look at them as a whole ummah, you would kind of get that impression even today. Okay, so that's everything for this episode. Thank you so much for listening along. Hopefully that's all been very, very useful for you, inshallah. And we will continue uh, next week at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. We'll do maybe, um, you know when you open the Mus'haf, um, I'll show you here, right? Like when you open the Mus'haf to Surah Al-Fatiha, right, we have this page, don't we? We have like the, we have sort of Surah Al-Fatiha here, and then a little bit at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. Maybe I'll, be- I'll, maybe I'll do this whole passage from the beginning of Surah al-Baqarah, the first five ayat in our next episode, inshallah. Good news is actually I have a bonus resource with this uh, particular episode on Patreon for the people who support the podcast at £5 five pounds a month. I'll do a bonus resource for you over there as well, inshallah. I'll do a little worksheet that you can print and you have uh, good notes and things like that for these episodes. And I'll, I'll do one of those for every single one of these episodes. So If you subscribe over there at £5 pound a month and support the podcast a little bit, that'll absolutely mean the world to me. And um, yeah, there'll be some more bonus resources for you over there. But in any case, uh, come back tomorrow for another episode of the Arabic with Sam podcast, of course. Or, um, yeah, come back next week if you're on our next installment of the Arabic Student Companion to the Qur'an. Assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.